This week, we talk about Dewey turning from fat to fit, losing 50 pounds. We're going to talk about all that. Also, we'll take the mystery out of oxidative priority and check in to see if I'm any less fat. Let's get into it. Mm-hmm. I feel like Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Yeah, this rocks. Mm. Heavy metal kicks mm. ass. Mm. My favorite Beavis and Butthead line ever. Yeah. Hands down, if I were a YouTuber right now, I'd laugh still. Is when they're watching, um, I think it was Salt and Peppa. And yeah. she goes, Oh, look at him. He's the finest brother in here. And it was them just on the stage, and he came walking in. Yeah. And Bud Ed goes, Uh, he's the only brother in there. <laughs> God, we used to laugh so hard at that freaking show. Uh, we had help. All right, well, welcome to another chock-full episode of Fit and Furious. This one is so chock-full of good information, we should charge double yet again. Um, Done. Yes, and we're going to get into a deep dive into Dewey's story. Uh, he went from fat to fit, <laughs> dropped 50 LBs, and also why that's not the most important metric. But before we do that, I want to talk about some news stories here. <clears throat> so did you see this? Uh, tweet from Epicurious. I did. And do you even, what is Epicurious? I don't even know what it is. I'm still curious. But I did see, um, yeah, I just see the outlandish. There must be some, no, I take that back. That's not accurate. I did click on it. There's okay. there's some like home order meal service. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yep. So, Basically, what they announced was, it said, and I'll read it for the audio listeners. Today, we announced that Epicurious is cutting out beef. It won't appear in new Epi recipes, articles, newsletters, or on social. This isn't a vendetta against cows or people who eat them. This it's about it's a shift about sustainability, not anti-beef, but pro-planet. But guess what's all? So I clicked oh, on their God. Instagram because yeah. I saw this on uh, Baker's. Oh, Sean Instagram. Yep. All, so the, all the carnivores on, jumped on Oh, Instagram they're all over it. But then I jumped on Epicurious's Instagram account. Okay. And I scrolled down a little ways. It's fucking meat everywhere. <laughs> chicken. There's like whole chickens. What about the chickens? Well, yeah. It, this this is just so dumb in my opinion. Uh, well, first of all, they're just wrong that it's about sustainability. Um, you know, there's nothing more sustainable than regenerative agriculture and cows being on pastures. You know, uh, we, we've talked about that. We brought up tons of documentaries. That yep. And I have a question. That. I have a question yep. that I actually asked Dr. Baker mm-hmm. on his Instagram account. But he was too busy eating six ribeyes in four minutes <laughs> yeah. or whatever ridiculous thing he did. <laughs> but here's my question. I don't disagree. We don't have to go on this rabbit hole. Yep. This is rhetorical. Yep. Here's my question. I don't be- disagree that as far as regeneration, yep. that that regenerative farming is the way to go for sustainability and creating richer soil. Highly preferable, yep. Yeah. Two monocrops, yeah. Perfect. We all agree. Yep. Then do it. Nobody's doing it. There's well, like two companies out there. Well, the problem is not, because the but demand. It's not enough to move the needle. Right, but the demand is for the row crops because, and that's why. No, the <clears> demand <throat> is for the, the feeder house, the feed lot. 
cows that are fed with corn and fattened. Right, like McDonald's, whoever McDonald's buys from. That's right. So as far as you meat make goes, that yeah. shift, right? That's my question. I'm not doubting the logic yeah. from an ecosystem standpoint, but I'm doubting that it can ever be done. You, well, I don't know how that will be done, but uh, you know that's for smarter people than us to decide. <laughs> Well, there's, but there's only like four of those. But cutting out meat is not the answer. Cutting out beef is not the answer, obviously. No. Um, so anyways, Nina Tetschholz, who is one of the um, – she wrote The Big Fat Surprise. She's pretty good. And her response was, vilifying a highly nutritious food in a nation suffering from nutritional deficiencies that cause disease and developmental problems in children is not responsible. Doesn't respect health and, in my view, cancels out the virtue signaling. So that was her response. She's then, spot on. Exactly. And she, then, uh, they cancel beef. But then all of a sudden, you know, Coca-Cola is sponsoring the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, don't cancel them, though. And, and Epicurious's main argument was really against, like, whoever supplies McDonald's or whatever, right? Sure. So, but would you rather eat a quarter pounder, the beef off a quarter pounder from McDonald's or cornflakes, right? I would, I would still argue that given the gun to my head, those two are the only choices, that the quarter I mean, pounder the meat yeah. from McDonald's is still a better choice. Yeah. Because uh, they're both bad for the planet, the meat, the monocrops, and the and the, the feedlot product. Right. Well, yeah, it might might be horse, but you know, at least it's an animal. <laughs> but uh, you know, that's still going to be the better choice. So really, the choice isn't between regenerative or feedlot. It's between monocrop cereal products and feedlot beef. I'd still choose the feedlot beef would be preferable environmentally and health wise if you had to pick between those two options. Right. For sure. So okay, now we, we got to move on to Ted Naiman. Now we got Ted Naiman. ADD's kicking in with that. What's happening on the side? So I'm <laughs> okay, wondering so about. here's what uh, Ted Naiman said. He's another, you know, very pro protein doctor. How about supporting sustainable agriculture instead? Last I checked, ruminants were an important part of our natural ecosystems, That's and giant fields of monocropped and fertilizer and pesticide-ridden, insert lower protein and lower nutrient density plant crop here, were not. So again, you know, he's obviously, we both agree that sustainable agriculture is better. But again, the, the debate really is between cereal monocrops and the feedlot agriculture. We should follow Epicurious just to feed into why they even made this statement in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Admittedly, I, I didn't attention. do a lot of research. I just saw people freaking out, and then I oh, took was, the bait. Oh yeah, it's been you know? for a few days. Yeah, it's kind of interesting though. So, uh, just what, what's more interesting though is how they felt the need to like declare this and how virtuous they were, and how they're helping the planet. And really, that they were just trying to get clout from that. Bottom and line, they, that's what it was. And attention, because yeah. you and I had never heard of Epicurious until no, exactly. Tuesday. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you wonder, like, sometimes are these companies legitimately trying to do – do they feel they're doing the right thing, or is this just like a troll to get attention? You just never know. Sometimes you know. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you do. And I get more skeptical in my old age. And that's why I said in the beginning, that's why I think it's a troll, because if you scroll through their Insta, there's meat everywhere. <laughs> Right, yeah, that's that's hilarious. Starting well, no, no, starting today. Well, starting this well, plus, day forward. Yeah, they're going to shit on meat. They're going to cut meat out. But then, I mean, chickens cr grown in those, you know, cages. Yeah, or that's how is that not just as bad? Yeah, I mean, come on, they cut their beaks off. So, so it's really yeah. just all. There's nothing uh, authentic about their 
There's no They're substance. declarations. Yeah, there's no substance. Okay, so that was kind of interesting. Um, Frauds. Here's another um, article I saw that was really my buddy Jack shared this with me. And this Not is, the bee. This is freaking hilarious. Well, you know, you heard the Babylon Bee, right? Well, this is their, I don't want to say straight news, but this is the stuff that's not a parody. Okay, as so, far as you know. Right. Well, here's the title. Apparently, Gen, D, Gen Z doesn't know what meat is, and I am now weeping for our future. <laughs> so here's the tweet that caused this. Um, it says, the meat is the muscle on the chicken. We be eating chicken muscle, not just meat. <laughs> And then somebody replies, I don't know, but whatever part we eat must be the part of the chicken because it's good as F. <laughs> and then somebody says, what do y'all think meat is? No, I feel dumb as F. <laughs> so, it's a, and then the, they comment, well, that sure is unsettling. Here's the original tweet. I want to show you some of the replies so you know how screwed our world is about to be. So, yeah. We be eating chicken muscle, not just meat. And then... uh and then he says, just a quick reminder, these people can vote. And then she says, WTF. I thought it was just meat. WTF. <laughs> so she apparently she thought meat was just some type of food product, you know, in the Bill Gates impossible whopper realm that was generated in a lab, possibly. She had no idea. And this is how disconnected we are from our food supply. You know, she's never hunted, obviously, and never dressed any animal, never been to a butcher shop. Her meat comes in a, well, probably comes in a McDonald's wrapper most of the time. But even at the grocery store, it comes in a nice little styrofoam package. And she's completely disconnected from. She's disconnected from the concept that muscle is meat and meat is muscle. Yeah, that it actually comes from animals. And then. I don't think that. I, I think I, she's. Th- I don't she, know, dude. I think she's saying there's a two different parts. There's the. I don't think she the, thinks it comes from animals. If you take, if you're a chicken, well, perfect. You get bird chest. <laughs> But if this is the chicken meat mm-hmm. or the muscle, then the meat's somewhere else. She eats the meat's like in a, just in a different part. <laughs> right. Okay. It's, it's not, not any better. Not any smarter. <laughs> no. So then her tweet is, "What WTF, I thought it was just meat, WTF. And then somebody replies, so we be eating animal muscles to grow our own muscles? <laughs> These people can drive. My These people mom. can vote. <laughs> These people will be running the country before they, long. They There's more. And then somebody says, all meat is muscle. Are y'all for real? <laughs> I thought I it was skin that laughing my ass off. The whole drumstick is skin all the way down to the bone. I just want to understand. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh my ass off. I don't I don't even know. I just figured the skin is thick and there's many layers. Never really thought about it. But in hindsight, it makes sense that it's all muscle. Oh, thanks, Skyler. There's hope for our future. Wow. She gets it. These geniuses. It just took her a while to get there. <laughs> Oh, there's PRX again. Kudos to the PRX marketing team because ever since I went to their website and bought some products, their ads follow me everywhere. Yeah, their algorithms are solid. Okay, we were were only just eating skin all the way down to the bone. These geniuses are graduating from high school and going to college and getting degrees. This is probably my favorite exchange. And then he says, wait, meat is muscle? I thought muscle was muscle and meat is meat. See, that's what I was saying. It's two different parts. (laughs) Okay, but where do you think the meat came from, the bone marrow? I thought there was meat and muscle spelled wrong in the same body. I didn't think they were the same thing. Oh, my God. See? Do you want dark meat or white meat? I want muscle meat. (laughs) Right, like it's a separate category. Did you think you had meat in your own body too? Yes. (laughs) Wow. Girl, oh, here, this gets good now. Girl, you don't even want to know what ribs are then. (laughs) 
That's, wait, she's got to be trolling. Wait, what are ribs? They got to be trolling her. Oh my god, I just found this out a couple of years back, and everyone acted like I was dumb for not knowing. Ha ha. Well, there's also light and dark meats too. Like you just said, I was literally about to Google what part of animals meat is yesterday. And here you go. Oh my God. That's freaking hilarious, dude. You know what I think? Dude, you know what? It just dawned on me. You know what it is? We just got played. That's all one big troll. You know, I want to think that, but man. I I have to think that. I have no confidence in that. I have to think that. I mean, there, there are people, you know, out there that are that. And not even dumb. You don't want to say dumb because their brains operate. They're just literally ignorant. They just don't know. They haven't been told in school. So, I mean, they have the capacity to understand once it's explained to them. But just tell – what really, to me, what it demonstrates is how out of touch they are from the food supply. And just thinking that everything uh, just magically appears in the grocery store. I thought this Nano X was a – Oh, okay. Now I I got it. this was like an onion story. No, here's another thing. Okay, so – I saw this ad pop up on my Facebook thing. And I thought it was Box Basics and some other companies just fucking with us. Yeah, you thought it was like April 1st, April Fool's joke or something? Or, or just my, the joke was that's a CrossFit shoe. Right. And vegan. Because people, well, people don't catch yeah. up about it. Yeah. Okay, you always so know everyone's vegan or CrossFit. For the so audio listeners, up. we're looking at the Reebok Nano X1 vegan shoe. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a Nano vegan. I mean, I... I don't even know what to say about I this shit. I thought it was fake. No, this is real. And I, I kind of went down a rabbit hole. I started looking at vegan. Because, th- well, think about it. If you're a vegan, you don't want animals to be destroyed for your purposes at all. And, you know, they don't eat leather. They don't wear leather, right? Like they'll have fake leather. So think about shoes. You know, shoes are a lot of shoes are made of leather. So if you're a vegan, you can't just walk into Foot Locker and go, Give me that shoe because, for all you know, it's got half a cow in it. As they're trying it on, the salesman's going, moo. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So it makes sense, honestly, that – well, it makes sense that Reebok would market to this. Especially after CrossFit dumped them. Right. So and Well, and just because they're following the trends and, you know, yeah. The, yeah. the smart – Is it a trend? It is. I mean, people, you know, a lot of people have tried vegan. Um, so I saw that ad and – I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. You said that. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I'm going to wait until uh, I got quite a bit of burger and chicken and some fish to get through first, <laughs> but and a crate of eggs. I'm going to I'm gonna um, definitely follow the results of I'm that. I'm so scared. Y- Anyways, you should go get an in-body before you do it or, you know, whatever scan you can to detect your lean Or maybe, lean maybe I'll get one of those Pinoy things. Oh, we'll have to tell us what that is later. <laughs> um. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to know your lean muscle mass before and after, and if you do it for, like, a solid month or whatever. Oh, I'm going to do it longer than that. Ooh. All right. I, well, Just I do it until I'm going to do it as, as long as I can. No, do it until we can bench the same. It'll probably be, like, two weeks. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to switch chairs. Yeah, but Grow my hair longer and come up with little <laughs> radio quips and, and get a lot funnier. Get a radio voice. Yeah, a lot funnier. <laughs> yeah, so, anyways, here's the article about, uh, you know, the straight up, hey, we made this vegan shoe. And it's certified. And basically what they do is, because apparently some sneakers have collagen in them. And that's, you know, from animals, that's, right? Yeah, that's, uh, but, and they And they think it's 
here's here's their claim. We have a responsibility not just to design and create with our consumers in mind, but also planet Earth. Products like the Nano X1 Vegan are small but important steps we're taking towards our bold future sustainab- sustainability ambitions as a brand. Okay, whatever. Then I found this other article talking about how vegan shoes are bullshit. And uh, here's the relevant passage. Um, The problem is that faux leather and fur are often made of synthetic petroleum-based materials like polyvinyl chloride, PVC, and polyurethane, PUs. Essentially, they're plastic. Technically, the cheap plastic and foam flip-flops that wash up on the beaches around the world are vegan. Plus, in pursuing a degree of similarity that'll make people want to wear these shoes, companies often apply harmful chemicals that make them look and bend and wear just like the real deal. So, really, are you saving the planet by wearing the vegan shoes? You're just Minus, getting more petroleum on Might your as well be a baby diaper. Exactly. Or, you know, a, God forbid, a straw. The stuff that chokes out the turtles, you know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, so you know what? Yeah. First of all, they're just missing the mark. You know, the best thing a shoe could be made of would be natural, biodegradable animal hide, right? I mean, a moccasin made out of leather is probably the most sustainable product there is because it, if you're going to eat the cow anyways, and you make a moccasin out of the leather, it's like legit. Nose to tail. Exactly. You're consuming all of the animal. Nothing goes to waste. And it biodegrades much easier than some PVC shoe. Plus, I'm not, a, I am not going down this rabbit hole. But. <laughs> but here we go. No, I'm really not because I can't speak intelligently enough on it. But. The, That's never stopped you before. It never stops me. Ever. Every, every Friday. <laughs> um. There's a, there was this gal on with Joe Rogan a couple of weeks ago, and she was talking about plastics and what it's doing to humans and oh, and like the little deforming babies and and the little chunks in the ocean and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw Plus, a little bit of that. That's it's creepy. Yeah. So and that's everything that she's talking about. That's literally making people ill and make, giving them diseases and cancers and all this stuff. Right. That's what that shoe is made out of. Yeah. Exactly. So not only are you under the guise of of improving the planet, right? Yeah, and really you're just worsening your health, not using up all the animal, and doing an environmentally worse product, right? Just not smart. All right, well that's the Reebok vegan shoe. Sweet blech, I say blech. And uh, okay, spell that B L E E C C H H. Don't think so. B-L-E-K. Okay, I want to talk about, uh, I saw this article about one of my favorite rock stars. On purpose? Well, you guys have the same build. Bill Collin. No, this guy's way more ripped than anybody. He's 63 fucking years old, okay? He is? 63. Phil Collin from Def Leppard. And uh, this is going to be a tough article because, well, you'll find out. It's going to be tough for me to admit something on here. Um. So Phil Collin, if you don't know, he's a guitarist from Def Leppard, and he always plays with his shirt off because he's jacked. And he talks about those have uh, to be airbrushed. Well, no, he. I mean, I've seen plenty That's of awesome. videos of him, but you know, he's sixty freaking three years old, and he's always always shirtless. It says, and he, I would be too. Exactly, and he during lockdown, you know, he of course they couldn't tour. 
they had their huge tour, you know, last yeah, the, summer got the child support tour. <laughs> right. <laughs> Every I, old I washed get, up band does. I got to pay for my six ex-wives. Right. Yeah. Alimony. Um, anyways, they, you know, he, he basically, and he's been healthy for a long time, but he worked out. He started working his ass off even more last year. And here's what's hard for me to admit. He's been vegan for decades. See, so when I see a guy ripped and jacked like this, normally I would go, well, he must be eating meat, right? Well, according to him, he's vegan. And, you know, I, I'm one to it. I'll admit. When, yep, absolutely. When, if a guy's pulling it off, I'm not going to sit here and, and look at him and go, he's not in shape because he it is. works. He's in freaking shape. Yep. So, but I would, I would theorize he's probably an outlier. You know, if you gave most people his or, you know, told most people be vegan and get that jacked, they wouldn't be able to do it. It could, maybe. He, he could be a genetic anomaly, kind he of. He could be, for sure. But he also could be. So I'm what, a vegan. Well, except for the whey protein. Well, right. And the eggs. Yeah, and the eggs, exactly. And all the salmon. <laughs> and the ribeyes. Right. But other than that. Other than that, I'm, I'm totally vegan on Tuesdays. <laughs> um, so he talks about he does uh, 45 minutes a day and a little cardio. And he used to do a grueling three-month pre-tour fitness plan. He does Muay Thai, a lot of martial arts kind of stuff, a lot of body weight stuff. And, you know, it's just kind of interesting. And see, there's him on stage. See, looking jacked. Dude, he looks 23. I know. And this is circa 2015. So he was 58 there, 59. I mean, that's crazy, uh, dude. I mean, most 25-year-olds do not look that good. Right. So, you know, I got to give it up for him. Pulling that off at his age and even being, in spite of, in my opinion, in spite of being vegan, managed to pull that off. He, he overcame the obstacles, even the ones he created. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying. Oh, dude. So that's, that's well, cool. I'll find out. So that's Phil I'll Collins. I'll find out Phil Collins. Now, I saw this meme that was kind of funny. Um for those that are listening, it says, uh, what most people do, and then it says cardio, 60% is a pie chart. Cardio, 60%, pills, 35%, diet, 5%. And it says, what to actually do, diet, 70%, lifting, 25%, cardio, 5%. Thoughts? 100%. That's true. It does it up to 100%. You're right about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... You know my answer. Mm -hmm. Depends. It depends. Yes. What are their goals? What but are your goals? If you were going to pick one of those, you had to recommend to a thousand people. Oh, you would say for total work on your diet. Yeah, lifting yeah, yeah. second, and then cardio, the least important. Yeah, yeah. If absolutely. you had to, if you had to make, a if choice. I had, if you had to make a blanket statement and a shit pile of assumptions, mm -hmm. yeah, I think the right side's right, but I don't. For me, I'm trying to get faster, and I want to run. I'm not going to spend as much time lifting as I am running. Right. So yeah. and, and you have a specific training. Yeah, goal. yeah. It depends on where you're at. But it's funny though because the, you know, when I was a kid, it was all jogging. That was the new craze. Right. You know, in the seventies. Yep. Jogging. With your leisure suit. Yeah. Right. Everybody was just, you know, yeah. jogging, and then the jazzercising, and the, oh, I remember Jesus. my mom had a record. Oh my lord. That was like jazzer, literally. I think it was jazzercise, and it had like you know. Sure. Songs and then it would be like, okay, do this for you know somebody was do a voiceover over top of the song. Okay, do jumping jacks for three, two, one, and then do ten That's of these, funny. and you know, 
and my my sisters and my mom would do this jazzercise stuff in the living room. Um, but that was the you know it was all cardio back then. Oh, for sure. There was nobody. Well, it's all about heart healthy, low fat. Yeah, it's heart healthy. Do cardio. Um, nobody was doing squats, bench press, that kind of stuff. Just like those are the outlier gym bros, bodybuilder types. Right. You know, and then we realized that it, it, what they were doing and what your mom should have been doing only differ in degree, not in kind. Exactly. Yes. That that's deserves a, a bomb, that's a, cross, that's a CrossFit truth bomb. It is. That's I just, good. I just copyright infringement. Well, then the funny thing is, too, the pills, pills, 35%, right? So they're counting on the the statin, the blood pressure meds, the insulin, uh, you know, all that to save them. We'll get into it. could control with diet. We'll get into it here when we start talking about my journey. The Dewey story. But you know how many times when people would see, like, my fat ass before or after? Right to 35%. What'd you take? Oh, what, they, what are your supplements? Was, what are your supplements? What were you taking? You taking a, like a stack? Well, I mean, what what was it? I'm like, I don't know. Went to bed hungry and <laughs> yeah, these pills. These pills that come in a shell and they have a yolk in them and a white. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> They're protein pills, bro. Yeah. They come out of a chicken. <laughs> but yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into it's that true. exactly. So yeah, that was kind of a good illustration. I thought about you know what people should be doing versus what they're actually probably doing. Um, all right, well, let's talk about our Mission 22 progress, our April push-up challenge. I already know what I have left because I'm going to do all my Did you wants. kick butt on it? Yeah. I have one set left, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to video this one, and it's going to be gruesome. I should have videoed on Saturday, but... I have done a total of 2,031 push-ups. Oh, you're there. I have 169 to go. And we're recording this on the 28th, so I got like three more days. So, yeah, at my like 45 evening, 45 morning, I'm right on pace. Okay. I have 500, and I'm going to do them all at once. (laughs) You crazy. Yeah. You crazy. But you know why? I decided to do another set just to get 500 again. Yeah. Because I have to. Right. Because <laughs> I don't know if I have any in me. That's what procrastinators do. They got to make it all up at once, right? It's got to be extreme. I was the, this is the tortoise and the hare thing. Because yep. I was just like slow and steady, 45 every morning, 45 every night. Yep. I, but I purposely built in a buffer because I did fuck up a couple times. Sure. And I went to bed at like midnight and I go, shit, I didn't do my evening ones. I just completely spaced it. Yep. But luckily I had built in enough of a over, yeah, yeah. over buffer that I was yep. okay with that. Yep. But actually, you know, soreness-wise and everything, I've been doing fine to the point where I think I'm going to continue it because it's so easy to do 45 at night, 45 I'll, in the morning. I might continue with just without the vest. Right. Because, I mean, it gets a good pump. I feel like I'm activating stuff, and it's just more working out throughout the day. Right. And, you know, there's no... Uh, the more, you know, the more thermal genesis you can create during the day, the better. Speaking of that, I was... Been watching a bunch of fitness bodybuilding stuff on YouTube, and there's kind of a, you know, we're talking about the how to how to do the when we did our five big lifts episode, we talked about the workout programming and how often to work out every muscle set, you know, or every area of the body every week and all that kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. back in the day, it was always like, you know, you did a push day or like push a, pull, push pull, and then like a legs or whatever, and 
as a result, you'd only work out like the biceps maybe once a week, maybe twice, depending on how your frequency. Yeah. But what they're saying is the muscle will will grow for a period after you work it out. It'll adapt and grow, and then it stops. So and if you mm-hmm. wait a whole other week, you've missed out on a window of sparking that stimulus again. Absolutely. So, so. what kind of the new modern thinking is work out the more times you work out a muscle group a week, the better. So I'm kind of, I think I'm going to switch over to full body and do that like every other day or so that I get more frequently. That's a long touch. That's a long session though. Well, it depends, you know, like there's the five by five. It's like, right. Just doing five sets of the five big lifts, yep. you know, continue to do that in a half hour. And that's why heavy weights, lower reps, the you old know. bro sesh. It was so popular back in the day when I first got into lifting a lot was the back, buys, chest, tries, right. shoulders, legs. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday, start all over. So every day you would do a different body part? Monday, chest, tries. Okay. And it's it, all pushing. some people listening, listening are like, oh, duh, this is pretty common. Yeah. Right. But it's chest, tries, Monday, back, buys, Tuesday, shoulders, legs, Wednesday, Thursday, Back buys, chest tries, legs, shoulders. Sunday off. So then, but still, then you're only working the chest twice a week. Twice a week, though not once. Right. But if you're with a buddy and you have a spotter and you're going to absolute ass-crushing failure, (laughs) you can't go more than twice. Right. Well, that's true, too, because of the soreness and the recovery time. Yep. Yeah. Well, so just intensity matters. A little bit of an aside there, so yeah. you know, just something to think about. Um, so for our term this week, we're going to define the term. It's one of my favorites. Oxidative priority. What before you click on anything? Mm-hmm. What do you think that I discuss, and what what's the topic that I discuss this most most with nutrition clients? What's that, Mike Tyson? <laughs> I got really. <laughs> You're working at your tongue too much. I didn't, do, sore. I didn't do those acting exercises beforehand. Speaking of uh, guys with weird mouth and jaw stuff, I watched this crazy, crazy ass video of this guy. In, uh, it's either TikTok or Instagram that has this insane jawline, and he's like, no, he works it out. Come on. Yeah, like he works out his jaw by like I don't know chewing or something. He's got a crazy ass. I got I got to find them real that quick. That sounds made up. I'll tell this story. Have you ever seen Between Two Ferns? Yeah. Yeah. God, I was sending it to a buddy this week. And, oh my god, that's real. <laughs> okay, I'll put this on the. He looks like a caricature. Look at this guy's freaking jaw, dude. Right. He works that out. Yeah, he works it out, and he, well, plus he was just genetically born. He looks like a cartoon character. But they're they're theorizing: Did he have implants, implants. of some sort? Because that is redonk. But look, he, he advertises this product, see? Well, does sure. he advertise the product because he looks like that? I or does see. he look like that because of the product? Exactly. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. But Somebody said they're drinking around, they're sitting around drinking beer, smoking weed. They're like, dude, you should sell a jaw exerciser and tell people that's how you got that way. And all they did was buy a, buy a stress ball and then just sell it for $29.99. <laughs> right. People on audio... Go to YouTube and look up CEO of Jawline. That's all you get to search for. It's, it's ridiculous. It's redonk. I mean, <sighs> yeah, it kind of gives me the willies. It like, does. He looks like a caricature. He looks unnatural. Like if you went to the fair and they drew a picture of you and your girlfriend and that's <laughs> yeah, all he'd make right. your jaw. Yeah, he looks like a fake, fake face. All right, so that's 
completely squirrel there. Weird. Okay, so you're gonna. So no, that between oxidative two priority. Oh, I was gonna. Is tell that a right? funny story. Oh, okay, go ahead. No, it's fine. I'm ready. Between You've two seen friends. it though. Yeah, I've With seen it. Zach Galifianakis. Yep, yep. Well, he had Matthew McConaughey on. Mm-hmm. Did you see that interview? I'm sure I did. And he yeah, goes, all of them. And you know, he's all like deadpan and he's quiet and he's like. Deadpan and super insulting passive aggressive. Oh, it's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. And he goes, so of all the things you could have won an Oscar for, did it surprise you that it was for acting? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's good. Oh, that's such a funny bit. That guy's funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Okay, oxidative priority. That's our term for the week. Yes. Now, so what topic to... are we discussing with a client? And I bring that oh, up. Oh, okay. Um, Popular as hell. Yeah, Everybody yeah. who hires me asks about it. Keto? Nope. Intermittent fasting? Nope. Okay, here's my plan. So but what? Uh, the weekend's coming up. What about? Oh, drinking. Bingo. Okay. Right, because... Well, we'll, we'll yeah. find that out. It's the... It's number one. Right. Okay. So let's, I found this article here. So basically the article is called, What is Keto? And then uh, they're kind of going through the whole thing about keto and oxidative priority. Okay. Here, now there's a nice little graph here. So oxidative priority of the food we eat. So it basically is the order in which your body will burn. The order each, in which it prefers. Which it prefers to burn each substance. So, like, if you had a meal, macro. yeah, if you had a meal full of all of these items, which which is it body going to use up for energy first? And our goal in weight loss is to get it to use stored body fat, right? Well, look where that is. It's number five, right? After number four is protein, three is carbs, two is ketone supplements. What the hell? I haven't even heard of that. Yeah, exactly. They drink ketones, and then number one is alcohol. Okay, well. Yep. I'm going to just completely dismiss number two there because I heard one of perfectly stated way of She's saying how dumb they are. It's like it's like spraying sweat on yourself and saying you worked out. It's like washing your car in the rain. <laughs> right. So don't take ketone supplements, people. You can make them. Yeah. You're, it's just, you're just lighting up the ketone strip for no reason. It's bullshit. Yep. Um, so anyways, let, we'll ignore that. We'll say alcohol. So if you go out on the weekend and you eat a pizza – Drink a bunch of alcohol, eat some meat, and then have some, you know, body fat that you want to burn. Guess what's going to get burned last? The fats, the body fat. So what you want to do is not give your body any of those first four things so that it is forced to use the stored body fat and burn that. Did I assess it right? Absolutely. And the reason alcohol is number one? Because it's poison. Yeah, Your body recognizes and goes, oh, shit, we got to get rid of this. This is not <laughs> is supposed why? to be here. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, let's see here. Let's just for the – so we cover our bases here, define the term. So what is oxidative priority? It's simply the order in which you tend to burn the fuels available to your body, i.e. alcohol, ketones, glucose, protein, and fat. Imagine if you poured crude oil on the ground and poured petrol on top of it and lit a match. The petrol will burn off quickly while the oil may not even ignite. Oil burns slowly while petrol burns rapidly. So they're basically equating it to those two different types of of oil or liquids there. So, yeah, that's that's not the super clear way of of, uh, explaining it. But, yeah, basically you don't want to give your your body the the first four things on the list – so that it 
will start using the body fat stored on your body. And that's why fasting works so well. And that's why prioritizing fat and protein to train your body to be fat adapted works so well. And skipping the carbs, obviously skipping the ketone supplements. And sorry, everybody, skipping the booze. You coach people, you say... I say... Is drink is drinking like pretty much like eating a Snickers? I mean, you're saying, go ahead, you're an adult, but you're screwing depends, up your plan. De- depends on how frontal I want to be. Right. Sometimes I'm, I say, then you need... To, that's fine. Keep hammering the, the beers. However... We need to set realistic expectations for your progress because you're, you're not going to gonna lose two, week, two pounds a week. Right. If you're, you're not, not going to lose two pounds a month. Because the more hardcore you are, right. the more effective your plan is going to be. Yep. So, yeah, really, it's in their court. It's like, do you want to lose at the maximum possible rate? Don't drink. So here's my favorite comeback. You sure? Because my... Friends ripped. She drinks all the time. <laughs> Are you her? No. So forget that. Yeah, exactly. You're not her. Right. And when you're ripped like your friend, then maybe we can reintroduce some of it. But guess what? We got a lot of work to do before we get there. Plus, I guarantee their diet is completely different. They're already there. Yeah, the ripped person is eating. Right. You know, they're in the proper caloric yeah. Take and they have the lean muscle that right. can burn more, and you know, yep. they're they're set up. Stop comparing yourself. You're, to you have a bunch of excess body fat to burn, mm-hmm. so you don't get to compare yourself to them yet. And you had all your fun. <laughs> it's now it's time to work. It's kind of like you know, it's like you know, cheat days. You know, like a lot of people I've heard in the keto and carnivore and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's always this debate about, okay, I just go balls. You know, I'm hardcore during the week, and then cheat days on the weekend or maybe one day a week. And man, I just feel like that's not the best way to go about it. It's not. You're, yeah, you just, you're, you're, un, you're unpacking everything you did that week. Right. I mean, you can, if you're hardcore, you can drop your pound or your pound and a half, and then you can gain all that and more in one cheat day. <laughs> one cheat meal. Right. So you can completely reverse all the progress you made. Yep. Especially because of the hyper palatability. Uh, you your chances of overeating and overconsuming the products that you were just going to have a couple of slices of pizza, you end up eating six or 10, you know, and then you're just way, way, way over. And just like when you were in college and you hooked up with that nine, that next morning she was a two. <laughs> Those are the same decisions you make with food. <laughs> well, of course you don't mean me cause I've never drank, but the theoretical you. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> The hypothetical. Player. I knew they were a two. The hypothetical. <laughs> That's even more sad. <laughs> it is sad. <laughs> but I was a ten to them. God damn it. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right. But same. Same thing. Or the, yeah. The philosophy remains yep. that you're going to make bad decisions. Exactly. All right. Well, it's time, baby. Are you ready? Ready to tell you? Get deep into your story. Well, I'm me. So. <laughs> You were there. Nothing to get ready. <laughs> so we're going to talk about how you lost 50 pounds. And really, that's not even the best metric because, as we all know, Arnold Schwarzenegger weighed a lot more than any of us. And he was jacked, you know. But 
when you see some of these pictures, you're going to, you know, 50 pounds is a significant amount. Um, so first let's talk about when you grew up. Okay. Did you, what was your nutrition like your diet? Like when you were a kid, what was your attitudes towards what you're putting in your mouth, working out, all that stuff? Define kid. Like, you know, when just elementary school. Elementary school yeah, was different. That. Okay. Elementary school was, those were the lean single mom years. Okay. So we were paycheck, uh, not even paycheck to paycheck. Right. It was, it was government cheese and, and f- government program to government Dude, I had program. that shit too. The stuff in the big foil. Oh yeah, was a big rectangle. Yeah, that was that was our cheat day. <laughs> that otherwise talk about petroleum, right? I think they're making Reebok vegan shoes out of that stuff now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. So, <laughs> so that the early early years nutrition was um, scarce. Buttered buttered noodles were a good night, <laughs> and it got the milk was a commodity, right? So. Then fast forward a few years, so we were... Now, were you lean? Like, were you pretty lean as a kid? Very. Okay. Very, very lean as a kid. Um, One of those guys who could just pack pack yep. away whatever food you wanted. Yep, and, yep, and... super skinny. So part of it was we got introduced to foods that you shouldn't eat mm. at other places. Mm. So it was never part of... In our house, day Pop to day. tarts, that kind of stuff. Yeah. We we're going to, what the hell are these? We'd see the commercials on cartoons. Yeah. But, right. Um, but then, fast forward, my mom got remarried and and we were good. You know, my stepdad had a good job and took care of us. And, right. And things were a little more normalcy. So, what did you eat then? That's when we got Frosted Flakes. Okay. And <laughs> basically, whatever you. Wanted was pretty there. much within reason, yeah. but there was ne- we never went without, and it was always like I said, frosted flakes and but there was no and orange juice, no. And this is not an you know a criticism because everybody was like this, you know, you, you were just you had no knowledge that that stuff was even bad for you. No, of course not. You think it's good, you know, well, it's packed full of vitamins and minerals, just like we talked about on our first episode about the balanced breakfast. And they wouldn't be breakfast. and they wouldn't be sponsoring Tom and Jerry, right? If it wasn't good for you. Speaking of that, there's this whole science behind where they put things in the grocery store. If you, if you like, all the sugared cereals are on the lower shelves where the kids can see it. Yeah, yeah. Because that way, when the three year old walks by, they see the thing they saw. And it's not the, the, the it's not the generic ones. Right, those are on the top. Yeah, kids, kids don't look up. No, nope. they're like deer. Near to deer stand, deer usually don't look up. <laughs> right. So, anyways, um, but it just it still didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Ate what I want. Yeah. Didn't matter. I could eat and eat and eat and eat and probably lose weight. How much meat did you guys eat? A lot. Okay. Because we um, stepdad grew up on a farm. A lot of farm fare. Right. Butchered chickens, butchered our own pigs out at the farm, and we got as much as we wanted. I'm hungry. Um, Occasionally, they'd always get like a quarter or half a cow, Mm -hmm. and we had a deep freezer as big as this table. Yep. Never went without. Always had three squares, and it was always meat and meat and potatoes. Yep. Good old-fashioned. And the other junk. Good old-fashioned Midwest food. Right. But it wasn't the junk outside of the breakfast cereal. 
was extremely infrequent. We just didn't have it a lot. And you never, ever thought about even how much am I eating? I'm overeating because you were so lean. You stuffed yourself. Didn't matter. Right. Always lean. Yep. Now, were you in sports? Oh, yeah. Through So you were burning tons of calories. 12 months a year. Okay. And did sports – well, tell me about how you got even aware of of fitness or working out at all. Is that – High school sports. From sports? Yeah. High school sports because it was mandatory. It's weird right. all that. Everything comes full circle. So when you're in football? In football, it was like, better put, put on get some in the muscle. weight room. Get in the weight room. You got to push that guy across the line from you. You got to be able to push him over. Right. So th- that's where the fitness part came in. Wouldn't you love to go back? Because you, oh, you're no, at no, 47. No, no. Wouldn't you love to go back in high school and listen to a recording of your like football coach or Talking strength coach telling you about... Matt, lifting see, but, and eating. We had a, pretty funny to watch now. We had an advantage, though. Yeah. Our guy was on lights out. Ended up in the NFL just as a strength coach in the NFL. We had, really? Yeah. We had Coach A was probably. Holy shit. Yeah. World renowned. Still so he, is. So he was legit. Absolutely. So we were lucky there. Um, so, so this is or, back sorry, in the late 80s, we were, right? Early 90s. Late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. So, so we you were, know, you were doing. Privileged. Right. And we you were doing. Him. Yeah. I'd say. And you were doing what kind of. Like strength, resistance training stuff, uh, right? Yeah, the main five. Okay. I mean, the big five, we were doing that. We were doing – we had all sorts of um, manual resistance techniques where we were going – after the barbell was too heavy, you had to drop it and put a towel on your hand, and then your partner would pull a towel, and you just complete – Everything to go to failure. Everything, complete failure. Right. You couldn't even lift your arms up. So, but guess what still was never talked about? The nutrition piece. Never. Yeah. Never, ever, ever talked about Eat a lot. Yep. Yeah. You're like, you're too little. Yep. Eat. You need more muscle. You're too big. Don't eat. It was that simple. <laughs> yeah, I remember my buddy was in wrestle- wrestling, and they would basically tell him, you need to drop X amount of pounds. And, and looking back, how dangerous is that to have high, these high schoolers cutting? Right. You know, and trying yeah. to get to these lower the weights. wrestlers spitting in a cup and oh, yeah. wearing garbage or bags. and Just drinking water and, you know. Or yeah. Drinking, remember the sport shakes came in the blue and the mm. pink? Oh, they're so good. Like 140 grams of sugar. Yeah. So bad for you. But he would like eat or drink those instead of a meal because his coach wanted him to get yep. down to the next weight class. Right, right. How dangerous is this? In retrospect, that's probably not good. That's why not all, but a lot of. Wrestlers struggle with body fat and eating disorders. Because at least in football, they're not trying to get you down to a certain weight. Yeah, you're never cutting. They're saying, you know, get get stronger. So that's better if you have to choose between the two. Right. So they never talked about nutrition, just eat more, pack on muscle. Yeah. And And you were lean, so they they wanted you to get bigger. Yeah. Uh, I played quarterback, so I didn't have to get that. Size really wasn't an issue. But you needed to feel your workouts and your your performance on the field so at what point in your 20s or 30s did you start to pack on the lbs um that was after i joined um graduated from anoka in the twin cities and then short right after that i went to north hennepin community college where i played football for a year and then i left and that's when i joined the military Mm. when i joined the military that was kind of a part of your job um, we weren't infantry or anything like that, right. but we still needed to maintain some fitness standard. Well, you have to pass a fitness, every call it, yeah, 
every couple of years. Yeah, you got to um, meet a certain standard. Yeah. Right? So, and you had to meet a BMI too. Oh wow! Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. They and if you didn't, guess what they did? Told you to eat less. Put you on a program. Called Which was the, we called it the Fat Boy Program. Well, and what what was it? What did that consist of? I'm curious. Meeting now. with a dietitian and counting calories and working out, and you okay. had to go work. You had to go to the gym every once in a while. I'd love to see the literature behind that now. Oh, I'm you know, sure from it's 25 years ago. Yeah. Right. Well, hopefully it's changed. But but the you know, and if you didn't, it's the United States military. Yeah, they if just you go. didn't change, they kick you out. Yeah, fuck you. They, yep. <laughs> you're gone. There's not. Yeah, they're not kinder, gentler back nope. then, especially. No, you get bounced. Yep. Um. So that was always in the back of our mind that well, I don't want to. I want to get promoted. Right. And they told you it over your head. Yep. You're not getting another stripe until you. If you don't meet the requirements for the physical standards. Ironically, though, what does the military feed you? Junk. Yeah. It was it was slop. We used to go to the chow hall because it was cheap. We could go in there and fill a complete tray up for dollar forty. I mean, and what kind of food was it? Like good stuff, like old country buffet. Oh, okay. I mean, like meat, that's potatoes, what it kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then a dessert table, but but I worked out a lot. Played flag football and baseball and or softball and always had something going on yeah. that kept me busy outside of the gym. But one thing that really made a huge difference, and I miss it to this day, is that you could tell your immediate supervisor, um, you know, lunch hours from eleven. To twelve, whatever. Right. Hour. You got an hour. You got forty five minutes. You got an hour. Get back here. Well, I'm gonna go work out. Okay, you have two hours. So they'd give you an allowance. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Well, because they understand what's it's important in the military. Job. It's part I of mean, your job. You got to be in shape. I don't want the guy running from the enemy to not be able to keep up. And they and they'd say, yeah, we can't sit, we can't require you to be in shape or meet minimum level of physical standard. Yeah. And not allow you the time to go do that. Right, makes sense. Yeah. So that was a that was a perk, and I didn't know how much I appreciated it until right. I got out. Oh yeah. So when did you start packing on LBs? Um, after, so at this point, you're still lean, so you're like mid twenties, right? Yeah. So when did you start packing on pounds? Um, after I got out of the military, and was it slow? No, it was pretty quick. Because all of a sudden you're not in the military, you're not in football, you're yep. just working a job. Working right? a job, I'm playing softball. Eating, drinking, whatever you want. Yep. I was, there's no expectation of remaining in shape. Right. From your employer or your, you know, right. the military. Except to get chicks. Right. <laughs> Which turns out is a pretty strong reason. <laughs> yeah. um, but... You know, then I, when I met Mel and we got married. Then you really just gave up? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. She's like, well, I got a chick, so what do I, what do I need right. to Right, which is complete for? bullshit because she is, didn't yeah. do that to me. Right. I mean, she, <laughs> yeah, I feel bad. I have a lot of making up to do. Um, But it was. So at what point were you? It at, was. I'm about to show a picture. Where it really got and, sideways is when we got our lake place. And Friday, I had a pretty, I worked in the agricultural business or industry and I was in sales, straight commission. So I made my own schedule. 
So, right. and we had our lake place. Yeah. So it was oh, Thursday afternoon to, <laughs> to Monday afternoon, right. every week throughout <laughs> the summer. And then what do you do there? Oh, just drink. Eat and drink. drink. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Eat and drink and golf. We had a golf course, but we had carts. Yep. So you just drive your car to your ball. Yeah. Just talk <laughs> about just being a slob. And it's a, it was a short executive course, like 3,600 yards. Okay. Didn't even walk it. Right. But anyways. So then over a course of how long till you got to this picture I'm about I would to probably say that was 2007. That was... That was right at the end. Speaking of the lake, those oh, are the lake guys. There it is. Um, okay, you guys got to go on YouTube and look at Dewey in the corner of the screen here live versus Dewey in the center of this picture. I mean, I can see your gut. I'm sucking it in. And that sucked in. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you – I mean, your your face too. I mean, it's just yeah. – you look like a different person. And what was your weight at this point? Oh, that wasn't quite my heaviest – well, probably that was probably right around the time that you, that my before picture was. Okay. Um, so I was two fifty. Yikes! And you're what? Five eleven, six foot, six one, six one. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, yikes, man. So when you <laughs> now were you just how did you feel about this versus having been in shape and being lean your whole what what age were you here? You said 2007, so it was about 14 years ago. So you're what, like 33-ish? Yep. yep. How did you feel walking around like that? I didn't did you feel know. like a piece of shit? I didn't did know you? it. I didn't know it until right around the time we got to the lake place and we were there for a How did you feel bit. with your shirt off and, and bathing suit on? God, you know, I really didn't give a shit. I didn't. You're just like, whatever, I'm just yeah. a dad bod. Yeah. Just yeah, just dad bod. whatever. Um, but I was self-conscious. Yeah. It had to be pretty hot. Before I take it off. Because your wife's really trim. Yeah. So then you look extra beastly. Right. Compared right. to her. Right. Then people see us together and they're just like, whoa. And go, whoa, what the hell is she thinking? Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? She really settled. What contest in hell did she win? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, it, there was one picture. I'm not like, I'm, I'm just like everybody else. Yep. And... I saw a picture of me on a boat with my shirt on, just leaning against the side of the, it was a pontoon. Yeah. And I had a pretty big shirt on and I could still see. The outline of the gut. Outline of my gut. Protruding. And a double X t-shirt. Oh, shit. And it was tight. Wow. Like right through here. Yeah. Yikes. And I'll never forget that picture. And so I'm that like, shocked you? Yeah. It was it was shock value, and I, I was like, Are "You fucking kidding me? That's my <laughs> Mel. Come here. Is that my stomach?" And she went, "Yeah," and walked away. Right. You know, she's yeah, she knew. Never gonna. She say has anything. eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. She wouldn't fat shame me. She give me the. She give me the. I just don't care what you look like. I just want you to be healthy. That's code for drop some weight. It dude. is. It is. That's code for. <laughs> I can't stand seeing you naked. <laughs> um, exactly. But so here's another picture too. Okay, so that is about the same time. You can see that probably 2000. God damn. That was actually about 2011 because the BlackBerry was a big thing. You yep, yep. <laughs> ten years. So that's ten years ago. Yep. So yeah, that's I mean a redonkulous gut. Yep. 
I mean, if you would have measured, you know, we're doing all the waist, the waist to height yeah. ratio, and you said you're at a 34 now. Yeah. Above which is under line. half. Right. Right. So this, she, you would have been 40 something. Oh, maybe probably 50. 50. Yeah. I mean, dude. Yep. Because I had a 46 inch chest, and it's not much and smaller. And it's bigger than Bigger that. than my waist. Yeah. Right. So. Yikes. So you, you were completely unhealthy. Yep. I mean, now, knowing what we know now, I mean, you were really at risk. Oh, without a doubt. So. I was well on my way. So and you've told the story before, but no, talk about, okay, you saw the picture of, your, of yourself on the boat, you know, and what, okay, you saw that and you got shocked, but what made you actually decide, okay, I'm going to take action and I'm going to actually do something about this and well, started the, you on your journey? For the big, the biggest comment that I ever got was, and I've told this story before, I don't even remember who said it, mm -hmm. I still don't, Right. but was the... Well, suit yourself, as long as you have no problem with some other guy walking your daughter down the aisle. Yikes. Yeah. And that comment alone was the reason for the picture on the right. I fucked you up, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It did. Right. Because um, you know why it fucked me up? Because he's right. Right. He was right. Yeah, because you were literally- I don't literally... get to cheat that. No. That's just- That's danger. That's, that's life. That's, that's science. That's, that's... fact- and the the sad part is, you know, we talk about this all the time, you know, when you see pictures of the beaches in the 60s and stuff, everybody was lean, looked like you on the right. right. Now everybody looks like you on the left. Looks, everybody normal. looks like a before picture, so that's normal. Yeah. So you walk around thinking, well, uh, sure, I don't look great naked, but whatever. Right. I'm just average. Right. But you have no idea the risk. No, and I didn't. level. I didn't at the time. So did you – now you had talked about uh, – your doctor wanted to put you on a statin, you know, oh, yeah. and all that kind Every of stuff. Statin, blood pressure meds. Blood pressure stuff, all because of your weight. Yeah, I was on the left. I was 33 and 30, mid-30s. Yep. And I was probably, oh, 160 over 110. Blood pressure, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, through the roof. Crazy, man. And in your 30s. Yeah, right. Exactly. Not even... You don't get the old age excuse. Right. So so the guy said the thing about, you know, do you want to, you somebody else to walk your daughter down the aisle? You saw the picture. So then what were your first steps? Like what, what did you, how did you, because, you know, you've seen like, I'm sure you've seen people at CrossFit. First step at, was at to the take gym. the picture. Okay. On yeah. the left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but how did you decide what to do? Because you didn't know anything about I didn't know anything about it at this point. So one of the things that we did through attrition, none of this shit happens overnight. No. Um, yeah, this is a 10-year-ago picture right now. Right. Well, that on the right is 2016. Okay. So yeah. still five years between the two. Yep. So it's not a six-month transformation. Right. Right. And- I remember you said the picture on the right, you want to make that look like a before picture. So you're not even. No, there's a picture. 100% uh, happy there's with There's a that. picture right of that one that's coming. Right. Exactly. So, but. Because really, I mean, you're way, way, way leaner. Yeah. But you're still, you don't have really visible abs. Yeah, no. You're I'm, probably like t close to 20% body right. fat as opposed to maybe 35%. Over 40. Over 40. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a dramatic reduction. Yep. But yeah, a lot of people. You know, there's still, you still got ways to oh, go yeah. if you're trying to get down to 8%, 9% body fat. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, you can start seeing the little thing, the little where the little V thing is yep. about to start happening. But I mean, it's amazing though. You don't have love handles. Like it's a pretty much straight up and down right. side. Right. So you know, it's a massive, massive improvement. So what did you try? Well, first of all, how did you think about diet versus working out? Like, did you know how important no, diet was? No, my first thing. No, not at all. My first thing was join a gym and run your ass off and, and I'll run it and join. You know, sign up for a marathon. I'll work it. I was about my first. My first marathon ever was around that time, half marathon. Sorry, it, you attended as a as a as a watcher. Oh no, I ran on that. You thing. ran as that guy. Yep. Holy well, shit! Runs a pretty relative term. <laughs> you shuffled. I shuffled. I was a professional shuffler, um, and I walked a lot. Um, but it didn't matter because it always was that carrot at the out at the end of the stick that made me go. All right, something to chase. If so I don't you, sign up for the half marathon, I'm not going to get up at 5.30 in the morning and go plod along on the treadmill. At so you class. you try, you said, but at this point where you're like, fucking I'm eating my beer and pizza and for keeping the, my diet the same. For the most part, we slowly whittled away and started to get rid of the beer fridge in the garage. Right. Um, you know, and that's part of the what built the dude on the left was the beer fridge. Oh, yeah. The beer yeah, Every you're, you're, you're giving single that, night. And you're given that oxidative priority. You're given a lot of that number one. So the body's taking that beer that's burning that. It's not burning any body fat ever. Yep. And, and it was. Other food gets stored. And it was the bad decisions. Like when you take home the two thinking, or the 10 and then wake but up with the two. I was sober then. <laughs> and yeah, no excuse. I would, <laughs> I would be in the garage doing house projects, working on the house, fixing this or doing whatever. And I would be just hammering bush lights. How many would you drink in a day, you think? Weekday, at least for sure a six pack. Holy shit. And then weekends till I was done. Right. <laughs> till it was either out or, <laughs> or I couldn't. You were asleep. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So I ended up, but the problem is, is that, you know, the bringing the 10 home from the bar, waking up with a two analogy is I would come into the house, going into the, Stumbling into the kitchen, and then just cranking open the fridge and going pizza rolls. There's a ten, <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, I'm doing okay. Yep. This is I'm bringing home a ten. This is awesome. And I'd wake up in the morning and like, I ate way too much. Yeah. You just my God, I can't. And I go in the kitchen. All oh, your logic that is was, gone. And I'd be like, that was that really happened? It turns out drunk people don't make good decisions. In case anyone was wondering. Yeah. If we haven't made that perfectly clear, so. So you you were crushing it, trying to outrun the diet. Yep. Now, when did you? And then you slowly whittled away at, at the diet side, on the nutrition side. Yep. And then when did you finally like go and figure out what nutrition meant and get educated on the nutrition side of it? Well, what? And when did you start actually dropping? I want what, I want to know what caused you to actually start dropping. Okay. That's very definitive time too. Okay, it was it was not an accident, and it wasn't even really that gradual because okay. it took me a long time to get to the point where I became aware. And then once I became aware, it happened pretty quick. So once you put the knowledge into action, then yes, the but for years results happened. But for years, I spun my wheels thinking I could outrun it. Okay, yep. Um, so what was the change? The for me is when I started doing my fair enough research. To figure out um, just how the metabolism worked, how it reacted. And then, luckily, I stumbled upon low carb. 
What was the first inklings of it? Who did you first stumble upon? Was it like it was? It was regurgitated. Sean recy- Baker on Rogan or something. No, oh or? no, way before that. That was before that. Yeah, yeah. It, there was it wasn't even such thing as Rogan. It was um, just like recycled Atkins? Atkins stuff. Okay, yeah, yep. Atkins, yeah, yep. So, and like anyone else, did you hear about Gary Taubes? For sure, back then, yeah, for sure. That was yep. my first yep. light lighthouse. That was the, yeah, the low carb, absolutely. Gary Taubes, yeah. So. And not like, unlike anyone else that does low carb or keto, even the ones who do vegan or whatever they do, I was like, I'm going to do this low carb thing. Because Atkins right away was, holy shit, I can eat as much as I want. Yeah, I can, just can't have any carbs. And it's good because it's bacon. Yeah, I don't have, any, yeah. well, bacon and Atkins eggs. really wasn't. Atkins was low carb, low fat. Really? Yep. See, I always heard Atkins was, was not. No, Atkins was just not eat keto. animal products and don't even don't no, care. No, 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 no. Atkins was just was low lean, carb. So lean meat. Yep. So, yep. so what Atkins actually worked? Was, what did you do that actually started you dropping? It was just cutting out the carbs. Okay. Um, when I started doing that, I started losing weight and I started not being hungry all the time. Yeah. Because the reason I couldn't yes. run the diet before is because I was always hungry. Yeah. And I all was that, all that running just made you more hungry. Exactly, and I was the guy who'd come home from the gym and be like, "Oh man, that lasagna looks good." Well, I did work out today. I, I did run half a marathon. <laughs> yeah, no, I ran fourteen minutes. Yeah, I shuffled <laughs> for fourteen minutes on the treadmill. I deserve half a pan of lasagna. Right, I've got to carb up. Wrong, carb up because I'm going to do it tomorrow up. again. Oh, dude, remember that in the '80s? You'd eat. I mean, they literally told you eat a bunch of spaghetti before you run. Yep. I mean, carbing up was a thing. Right. Yeah, it's stupid. So when you f- discovered low carb, that's when the weight started coming that's off. That's when it started coming off. Um, now, when did you switch from running and pretty much all cardio to I need to pump some iron? I was doing that the entire time. Okay. So you were throughout working this out entire process, resistance training? I never stopped lifting. Okay, so you were doing that from the start. Yep. Did you change the amount of cardio you did? Because you obviously started out trying to run marathons. Well, I did change the cardio. Like the ratio of the- cardio to lifting? Did you change that? No, I always just lifted. But what I did do is I only I only had a small window of cardio, and that was the four or five months leading up to the marathon. Oh, okay. That's when you concentrate on the training. Yep. Piece. Yep. And I, you know, drop 10, 15 pounds. So the and funny then thing is, sliding into lake season. And oh, yeah. Poof, well, gone. and the thing is, even on this picture, you, there's muscle under there. It's just covered by a crap ton of fat. Yeah. Right. I, so never, even, I was never cold. Right. Even if you were lifting. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> even if you were lifting, you know, that that just controls how much muscle's on you, but it's really the layers of fat that are, you know, whether you ma- makes you lean or obese. Right. Um, so, you know, it's not that you were a weakling under there. It's just that you had a crap ton of fat on top. Yeah. So I'm sure once you started working out, that was easy to maintain. And the diet piece was really what caused the Oh, 100%. fat to drop off. Absolutely. So that's a that's um, a huge light bulb for people. Yep. And that was mine too, because I did the same exact thing, not to make this the Josh story, but I had a, I bought an elliptical. So I'm like, I ain't changing my diet. Tried that for like six months, didn't drop a single pound. I work out religiously, you know, for like 45 minutes a night. And, you know, while I'm eating a Twinkie practically. Right. And didn't drop a single pound. And the minute I went, I got Good Calories, Bad Calories by Gary Taubes. And yep. I'm like, holy shit. Then I... Ate, started eating bacon and eggs and, and cut out the carbs. I started dropping a pound a day. 
right for the first like 20 days it yeah. was insane yep. how quick it was yep like you said you limped along forever spinning your wheels and then when you discovered cutting carbs then it just started melting off yeah i mean it really did yeah. You know, but like we were talking about when we talked about when you brought up the idea for this as a, as a show idea, um, I said it'd be really important to let people know that it wasn't completely linear. Oh, no. And gradual in the right direction. Right. It looked like an EKG. <laughs> it was boop, yeah, it wasn't boop. like you just all of a sudden realized, you know, everything was... You knew what to do, and then just brrr, steady drop down right. to goal weight. No, it was ebbs and flows. I even I gained. A lot of people don't know this, even if you follow me closely on social media, but I gained a good chunk of weight over COVID. Oh, just because like you're at home and bored yeah. and yeah, yeah. Well, what else? Not to make to excuses, but we really, really, really were committed to helping Morehead restaurants to stay open. Oh, right. Exactly. So we, yeah, we ordered yeah. out a lot and I went and, you know, brick house. And if I was getting takeout, I had to get a beer. While I and waited. you're stuck in your damn house. So right. you're not out and being active either. Right. I mean, that is an excuse because, you know, I work out in my house, so you could still work out. It, right. So I gained a good chunk of weight from COVID, original COVID shutdown, which was, I don't know, what was it? February? Yeah. To from then until we actually got outside and we could start rucking and yeah. running and doing shit outside, then it started to come back off. Right. Um, but I I ballooned up a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's I was not linear. Two. It's not a steady. No. It's like you said. Yep. It's and I got two almost two thirty. Wow. Um, last spring, but the difference is now you know what to do though. But not but not not just that. Not only do I not do I know what to do, the second, because my lean body mass is so high. Yeah. Because I have a fair amount of muscle. I'll say. Hmm. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. It's not that kind of show. <laughs> is when I decide to say, all right, I'm going to be in a caloric deficit. If I cut, if I'm in a, like a 500 calorie deficit, it, just starts coming out. Oh, off. it's like sweat. Yeah. Right. And another reason why people need to get their lean muscle mass up. 100%. Because of that. I mean, you can't be, you know, a frail weakling and expect to burn a bunch of calories at rest. So when people say, well, I'm going to Vegas this weekend, what should I do? Because I don't want to unravel what I did all week long. Well, that's simple. The easiest way to go to Vegas for the weekend and well, take start advantage. start weightlifting five years ago. Right. <laughs> the easiest way to take advantage of that weekend and not gain an ounce is to bust your ass with heavy weights the rest of the year before that trip. Exactly. And be be in a state where you're always burning so many calories at rest mm -hmm. that, you know, it's not that it doesn't affect you that much. Right. Yeah. And just the strength reasons, the longevity, the bone density, oh, I mean, all these so crazy. many other benefits. But yeah. from a strictly fat loss standpoint, um, just have more of you, healthy version, right. uh, more of you to go around. Yeah, you're gonna require more calories. Yep, just to to run the the systems. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so that's important for people to understand that you know we don't want to make this sound like it was easy. I mean, the the before and after picture. Well, 
the before, you know, the, there's a five year difference between the two pictures that we showed on the screen. Yeah. And, and there's going to be another five freaking years. There's going to and there's going to be another five. And this was ten years ago. Right. The, the before picture was ten years ago, and you're still not done. And no. you, in air quotes, know what you're doing. Yep. You know, you have all this knowledge and dedication, and you're working out all the time, and it's still a work in progress. You know, you're never done. No. And, and I think that's important too because I think. Uh, I, you have to have something to shoot for. It's funny. I was watching a YouTube video of a fitness guy the other day and he was kind of depressed and he was saying like, wait, he hadn't made any videos in a while. And he was a, had a uh, really big channel. I that same one. And he said, he's a guy from England, I think. Yeah. But he yep. was like, I, I don't have any goals because I got to where I wanted. Yeah. He was lean. He was super muscular. He's like, I, I've reached my genetic potential. I'm not going to get any bigger. Right. I'm not going to get any leaner. He's already right. at like eight percent body fat. So, so he was like, "What? Like I tell people, what is there to chase? The process, right? You got to fall in love with the process. If you fall in love with the practice, not just the game, right? Well, what's that saying that it's the journey, not the destination? For sure, right? Because you, eventually you will peak out on your, you know, right? You're gonna you're gonna PR your bench, and exactly. it's not going to go up because as you get older. Well, and you Sadly. get older, and you're just you, you tap out of your genetics. Exactly. So you can't ever PR the rest of your life, right? So you know you have to measure. But it's it's no different than anything else in your life. When you say when when you were younger, we all said it. God, if I could just make fifty thousand dollars a year, I'd be set. <laughs> right. Well, then you do, and you're like, if I could just make six figures, I'd have zero problems in the world. Problems are still fucking there. Yep. If I could just yep. lose thirty pounds, no. It's no, mm -hmm. your happiness is not at the end of achievement. No. So you have to fall in love with the process. Just have fun and fall in love with just getting there. Yeah. And then I think you have or to. just getting along. And if you're somebody that needs goals, then you have to just set a different goal. Like maybe it's increasing your flexibility or switching up your workouts. You know, or if try you reach, something different. Try yeah. a half marathon. Right. If you reach your, you know, genetic goals or your yeah. visual aesthetic goals and you're like super lean and you got the most muscle you can genetically maintain, then, you know, what then? Well, I mean, I can be more flexible. Can I... Sky's the limit. Yeah. Can I, you know, run? Can I accomplish this thing? But yeah, you always have to... I think you have to have something you're striving for, you know, and luckily it gets way harder towards the end of the journey. So that takes a long freaking time to say, well, I'm here. Most people never get there. So it can no. be a lifelong pursuit. And speaking easily. of... no, uh, uh, For sure. And speaking of never getting there and falling in love with the process, one thing that's super, super, super important to let people know is if you look at that before and after picture of me, I can't put into words or vocalize or say it any way that will do it justice, but I'm going to try. You will never, ever, ever know. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I didn't know he had that music. If you put your mind to it, no. But you'll never, ever, ever, ever know what it's, how much easier life is mm. for that guy on the right. Reach it. it. It's just everything from tying your shoe to going to work. Literally. To, at life is so much easier and so much better and uh, you, you owe it to yourself to get to that point amen brother that's, that's freaking right
picked pretty good music. <laughs> I, I could sense you were going on a Tony Robbins you're rant. Good there. at that stuff. <laughs> so that, that's my one takeaway: is yeah. give yourself a chance. Well, what's that? What's that saying? Nothing tastes as good as being in shape or something like that. Fit feels. Yeah, as being fit feels. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's and then you always got the smart ass that looks like me on the left that says, you know, you never had so-and-so's pizza. Sure I have. Cinderella's. That's why I looked like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't that's, come at me with that. That's stupid. That's so true. But it's, it's, it's the other takeaway I want people to realize is that, it and I said it already, but I'm going to say it again, it was not linear. Right. It did not fucking come easy to me. Yeah, don't look it at was, his before and after and go, well, he, it was easy for him. Yeah, and people, then when they say, well, that's you, I want to punch him in the throat. Yeah, cause it, because it sucked. Because it's probably, all right, and, and you look like the dude on, on the left. Right. You know, that was you. Right. So it's not, you know, sure, it's easy to look at you now and go, oh, it's easy. But you got genetics. You did drugs. No, I didn't do anything other than just figure out what diet worked for me. Yep. Um, and just said, enough. It's, yeah, so really the main message, you know, is that anyone's capable of this if you just get the knowledge. There's no knowledge gap anymore between, you know, hiring Dewey as your coach, finding another coach out there, going on YouTube, all the all the data is there. You know, back in the day you like had to stumble on it or something, you know. Right. But now there's the information is out there. So there's really no you know, reason not to do it. I sh- I need to rephrase that cuz it just popped into my head when I say I'm no different than you. It's just hard and it sucks and it just, it's a grind and you get, you know, it's, it's not really, it's not, it, 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 there's as much contradicting myself, well, but there, there's as much negativity is in being fat as there is in maintaining a decent weight. You know what I mean? They both suck. I mean, they're, they're not, neither one is, well, no, is easy. Keeping it off is way easier than, well, than right. Losing. But it's still, you know, it takes some, it's not going to be super easy. It's not an easy it, pursuit. And it's when I say, I just wanted to clarify that when I say it sucks and it's hard is the only reason I, it sucks and it's really hard is because it fucking takes time. Right. If it's you're not going to yeah. happen overnight. If you, if you get impatient and you're saying, I've been on this diet for four hours, what the fuck? Yeah. Then you're just going to drive yourself crazy. Why do I not look like the after picture yet? Right, right. Well, yeah, remember, that's a five-year journey. Yeah. And like I said, you still don't feel like you're you're done there. And you know, Remember when I said when people, when I said oxidative priority, what's the first thing they ask about? Drinking. Right. Guess what the first question out of everyone's mouth with number one with a bullet is when they see that picture? Do you... Did you stop drinking beer? No. How long did it take? Oh, right. How long did it take? When I tell them, oh, that's about five years. Oh, fuck. Then they're just disheartened, right? Yeah. They're like, oh, five <laughs> years. Guess what? The, past is gonna, the time's going to pass either way. Yeah. If you, do you want to look back in five years and go, holy shit, I've improved, or holy shit, I'm the same, or worse? <laughs> I don't know why, but that just reminded me of this one tweet I saw, and it said I was going through a bunch of old pictures, and I saw all the years and years of before pictures, yeah. and all it was was a progression of me getting fatter. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly, dude. Well, that, unfortunately, with with father time and genetics and just getting older, if you don't take action, that is what you'll do. Nobody's going to get leaner with oh, time. Oh, right. Without, without taking 
a firm, you know, yeah, uh, purposeful action. You I will ha- say you have to be purposeful. I will say one thing that might some people don't like hearing this, but that's why we have this podcast. Yep. Say a lot of shit people don't like to hear. Oh, you don't need your hard music or something, but this is a this is tough love. Okay, this is a hard pill to swallow, and this is where this is where people fail. Yep, and will continue to fail until they do what I am about to say. Mm-hmm. You will not go from the picture on the left to the picture on the right, hanging around the same people. Ooh. You Dude. just won't. When you get to the person on the right, you will not have the same friends. Ooh, that's that is that that's that's rough. But you know what? I'm sorry. Well, the same goes for you know. I've read a ton of you know self help kind of stuff, business mm-hmm. stuff. That's one of the things that they say is surround yourself with you know people the, you want to be like. Yeah, the five the people you're around the most, the five most people uh, people you're around the most is. Who you become? Who's going to define what your right, life is? Right, right. So hang out with people that are winning, not people that are losing. And yeah, yep. if you're hanging around with other people that are overweight and don't care about their fitness, then chances are you're going to stay in that direction or become like them. Going to Buffalo Wild Wings on a random Saturday night and eating six thousand calories worth of free wings and yeah. beer yep. and watching hockey doesn't fit anymore, dude. No. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit into that well, plan. What will they tell people that are in treatment for alcoholism? You get you can't hang out they with have, the same people. No, they have no friends too. You got to, you know, and it's it's no different because you're that peer pressure is there. Just that wanting to be part of the group, you know, all, all right. that stuff, all that, yeah. And if I remember the in Pumping Iron when Arnold would talk about, they'd go out to eat and be like, "Don't eat the bun," right. and they'd give each other shit if they eat the bun. When they get burgers or whatever, but because they're keeping all of them these, knew they shouldn't eat the bun. Yeah, they're keeping each other accountable. Yeah, they're like practically slapping the bun off the plate. Like, like don't eat that. But but for them, going to eat was a means to an end. It was necessary, not entertainment. Yeah, because it's necessary, and they kept each other honest. Right, because you know they all had the same shared goal of having huge muscles and no fat. Right, but even just the sleep component, the now. I wake up on a Saturday and I have a small circle of friends, close friends. And I wake up on a Saturday and I say, Hey, JJ, it's nice out. Let's go for a ruck. We put on a weighted vest or a backpack and we go 10 miles. Right. Picture on the left. What? That's that's five o'clock somewhere. Yep. And let's pound six beers and then let's run into town to the diner and crush. 4,000 calorie omelet <laughs> just in time to come back to start grilling. <laughs> yeah. All drinking the entire time. Right. Oh yeah. Yep. Dude. So yeah, the, it, it's some things that are going to have to change, but um, I'm going to go back to the dramatic Tony Robbins part is mm-hmm. that it, it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Cause now you pull all the chicks. Or keep the one you got. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's awesome, man. All right. Well, that was Dewey's story, and that took like an hour. That's why there's a podcast. And I love (laughs) everything else. And that's why I wanted to do this episode was because I I think 
I learn the best through anecdotes and people's personal stories. You know, it's one thing to hear about oxidative priority and all these other technical terms. But when you hear about somebody who actually, you know, lost 50 pounds, leaned out a ton, put on a bunch of muscle, um, you know, that's somebody that you should want to emulate and you want to learn from those people. And I think that is more effective of a motivational device. And it's it's proof. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and, why can't I? And it, like, if you look at the guy on the left, there's no like you're not looking at that guy going, "Well, he's got it easy." Look at his genetics. No, like look at that chunky dude. You know, it's not. You wouldn't say that guy has it easy. By well, any means. they say it two ways. They see the guy on the right, and they say that guy has it easy. He has superior genetics. And they say <laughs> the guy on the left, oh, that poor guy, he has really <laughs> bad genetics. Not understanding that they have you have control, right? Mm-hmm. All people have control, even if you. And there are people that have shitty genetics, and meta- metabolisms do. do vary. I have shitty genetics, from you know. But no matter what, parts. you can ch- you can move the needle from wherever you're at. Some people, it's just easier. Okay, well, good for them. Right. But if you're not one of those people, then you're just gonna have to work harder. Just like you know, I'm five eight, so guess what? I can't dunk. So right. for me, playing basketball is a lot harder of a pursuit. If I wanted to get really good at basketball, it's gonna take a lot more effort than if I was six eight. Right. You know, so am I going to complain about, well, how come I'm not being gifted? Right. No. No. And that, that, where the hand you dealt, you were dealt. Exactly. And that that brings up, uh, I saw this meme too, which I think is apropos. Uh, So for those listening, it has a guy on a deserted island and he spelled out help with some wood in picture A. And then in picture B, he took that same wood and made a raft. And it says, victim mentality will not, will get you killed. No one is coming. It's up to you. Yep. Right. So, I mean, you, you have to look in the mirror and take charge and say, well, Dewey did it. You know, why can't I? And I know it sounds super cliche, but seriously, if I did it, anyone can. Yeah, exactly. Right on. You just have to get fed up. Exactly right, man. All right. Well, that was Dewey's story. Now let's check out. How fat is Josh? Get the tape, brah. Dude, you dropped. I dropped again. Another pound. Nice work. Down to a new low, 171. Down 23.6 pounds. I'm, I am going to get a body fat scan pretty soon. I feel like uh, my percentage will have changed if I do the hydrostatic. So we're going to measure the old waist here. <clears throat> yep, baby. That feel good? That's kind of right on the ribs there. When I get, get below the ribs. Fucking wrong with the tape measure. When I, get, <laughs> when I get below the ribs so we get the actual fattiness because the ribs ain't going to change. Are we, are we good? I think we're good, yeah. Oh, I'm going to get my stupid hand on there. 34 and a half. Whoa. That seems low. Re- remeasure again. That can't, it can't be a inch and a half drop, can it? I don't know. Try one more time. Make sure it's straight. Here, no, let go. All right. Oh, go lower, lower your side a little bit. Boy, people are annoyed right now. Oh, look. What does it say? Can you see? I can't see. If I look, it'll explode and injure your eyes. It's 34 and a half. All right. Fuck yeah, I'll take it. I think I have a reason why it might be so good. Measure twice, cut once. <laughs> Boom, bitches. All right. Steroids? <laughs> no. Did you buy hydroxy cut? 
<laughs> Dude, I've been going down a, a rabbit hole of serious. Uh, there's this guy called More Plates, More Dates on YouTube. Yes, and all he does is natty or not yeah. steroid talk. And even though I would never, ever consider doing that stuff, it's very, very fascinating to me. But anyways, I'm in the middle of a. Oh, shit. At 10 p.m. tonight, it'll be 72 hours. I'm 66 hours into a fast right now. Wow, that's legit. And I've worked out every other night. I feel great. Now you're afraid to break because you're like, I, I am. I feel I got, too good. I got that blissful feeling, yep. that sp- total spiritual creaminess going on. No, and then people are like. And I'm not that hungry. Oh, for sure. Because, okay, it's my daughter's birthday over the weekend. I fucked up. Sure. Went, to, went to my mom's house, had waffles I, I, for two days because we had a, basically two days of birthdays, a friend party yep. and a family party. Yep. I fucked up, ate my ass off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, all right, I need to fucking get back on track. So Sunday night, started the old fasting clock, and all I've done is drink water and you know a couple Diet Cokes. Sure. And I feel great. I know I'm burning body fat. I mean, look, my waist is down. Right. My poundage is down. So the trick is now do I – when do I break it? Because I still feel good and I'm not that hungry. And it's been almost 72 hours. But I feel like there's a reach as a point of diminishing returns kind yeah, of. Yeah. Like, I, I, I need to fuel my you know, my muscle growth and, or maintenance at least. I would me. probably go with 72 Yeah. Tops. I feel like maybe I'll break it in the morning, just eat some meat. Yeah. Break it with lean protein. Don't yep. break it with a bunch of fat. Exactly. Four carbs. So anyways, just to recap, uh, I've down seven inches on the waist and down 23.6 pounds. Think about that. Seven inches on the waist. It's like a hat size. Oh, dude. (laughs) Right? Well, it takes me from, you know, I'm half inch away from the ultimate optimal measurement. The pillar. Because I'm 68 inches tall, so exactly half of that is 34. So I'm half inch away from optimal. Right. And anything below that, I'm in the low risk or no risk category. Sure. So that's huge. It is. So that's that. So that was this weekend. How fat is Josh? Oh, yeah. Pretty fat. Mm-hmm. So speaking what, of the uh, hang so on, what body sure. fat percentage do you need to get to to change the jingle? <laughs> I think I'm just going to keep it out of out of tradition, even when I'm not fat anymore. Even the pretty fat part. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll change that. All right. So in, on, on, in honor of the more plates, more dates guy, I made a couple new shirts. 100 natty. Says 100 you know, natty. You know the, <laughs> the here's the here's the catch though for the guy, especially with the tank. 100% natty. You don't want to get a situation where you're wearing one and some guy goes, yeah, we know. Yeah, duh. I know. But I thought those are funny, though, so I made a couple more shirts. So Nobody's go- asking that question. <laughs> right. Yeah, you better be pretty pretty ripped if you're going to wear one of these. Right. But uh, even a, kind of as a joke, it'd be funny. Like if you're a fat dude. For sure. Actually, the best would be a fat dude wearing one of these. It says 100% natty. Because that'd be hilarious, right? That would be. So, you know, go that's, to FuriousMerch.com and buy one of these for your fat friends. Or the one that says, I, I beat anorexia. <laughs> that's good. Oh, man. All right, guys. Well, that is our uh, show for this week. So make sure, guys, we need we need shares, people. Share share the videos. Share the YouTube channel. Share the audio Don't podcast. make us go all do such dorky 
dopey bullshit of, to gain followers and listeners. Because we will. Uh, Don't uh, tempt us. I'll clickbait your asses. Right. Just so watch me. W- from the beginning, we said we're going to try and provide decent content mm-hmm. that people are interested in, people can learn from, and might laugh once in a while. And one of these weeks, we're going to get there and provide that. Right. <laughs> Maybe. With any luck. <laughs> But yeah, we really appreciate any shares, people. We we would love that. It really helps us. We out. want it organic. Yep. We don't want to buy followers. Oh, hell no. Um, so go on YouTube, watch extra weekly shenanigans and weekly extra content. Anywhere uh, audio podcasts are found, Apple, Spotify, all those all those cool places. So subscribe, give us uh, some ratings, review, and please please share. Go to furiousmerch.com for t shirts, and we will. See you next week. Fade to black.